I've come around. I've come around. They make noise. I've come around to the idea of having an of a soundboard. No, of having an intro. Uh, having an intro. So, uh, so I like what we were doing. However, I would like to be on brand. So I would like to be the one who starts and says, "Welcome to Atwamog. This is a Glee rewatch podcast, and I only want to start." Ooh, ooh, just kidding. Maybe you say, "Welcome to Atwamog." I'll say a Glee rewatch podcast, and you'll say, "I'm Dalton, a Gleek." And I'll say, I'm Zach, a first-time watcher. Is that too much back and forth, or should I just do the intro, you talk, and then I talk? No, I think it should be back and forth. Okay. Because I think when you think of podcasts with, like, really good intros, it is, like, a back and forth kind of sitch. It's, like, my name. I always think of the, um, yes. Because the podcast that I'm thinking of right now in my head is one of my favorite ones. It's called Race Chaser, right? And they're, like, welcome to Race Chaser. I'm Alaska and I'm Willem. And then they go like go back and forth of like, and this is a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. And Willem's like started from the very beginning. Like, like it's like that. Like, yeah, it's very bantery and fun, which I think we should be bantery and fun. (laughs) 25 episodes in. We've decided to be bantery and fun. Hello. Welcome. We've decided to be bantery and fun. We're going to be a podcast that doesn't make you want to kill yourself. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> We're unlike every other podcast. We're bantery and fun. <laughs> you can't get this shit anywhere else, kids. We're actually retitling this podcast to bantery and fun. Yes. Uh, or perhaps Atomog colon bantery and fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For whenever we get out of the six seasons of Glee and we decide whether or not we want to keep talking about something, we have to do something yes. with the show. Now, we can't both be bantery and fun. How about you be bantery, I'll be fun. But you're not fun. I know. You're right. How about I be bantery, you be fun. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Uh, you be you be cunty and I'd be fun. Oh, well, I don't know if that has the same ring to it. Welcome to Atwamog. Oh. Cunty and Fung. Fung? Wow. I can't funk? even say it. See, it fucks it up. Like we've got the funk? We've got the funk. We've got the best episode of Glee ever. We have the cunt and the funk? I don't know. Are we allowed to say that word? I don't think so. If the cunt is funky. Ah. I don't know that you want a funky cunt, though. I don't think you want a funky cut. It's a lot of cuss sounds, and I don't know. Thank God. Thank God we have some software to make sure I'm not making nasty mouth noises when I say those words. But what about the soundboard? Yeah, okay, it's work in progress. <laughs> Next week, maybe. Okay, we'll see. I'm just saying. We'll see if I get to it. I, I'm just noticing lately that just my right hand is dry. Nothing else. Left hand, fine. It's from all that wanky, wanky, <laughs> wanky. <laughs> I got, I don't think so. I don't know what it is. I guess it's my dominant hand, so I use it more. Therefore, it's dry. I I don't know. I mean, as they told us, you masturbate, hair will grow on your hands or Uh, on your palms. Is that what it was? Hair on your palms? Something like that. Something crazy. So, yeah, why don't we, why don't we have an an intro? So, um. From the top. (laughs) From the tippy top top. From top. From the top. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh just you i pointed at both oh, of us so sorry. it's fine <laughs> yeah i well i'll reserve after our last week's conversation of you uh you know potentially getting dicked down by the roomie um i don't know that we once can again that's not gonna happen you're right, hypothetical dicking down you're right my bad allegedly being dicked down i do have more to tell you oh no shit dog live live update well first we should welcome these fuckers back right sure okay okay so <laughs> so wait i thought i thought i was welcoming I'm back sorry, i thought bitch. we just discussed this that i was gonna welcome back oh you're right you're right you're right no 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 yeah no no no. you're right you're right you're right <laughs> okay welcome back to and that's what you missed on glee I'm Dalton. I think you're supposed to say welcome back to Atom. You can allude an, an illusion. What is that from? 
Uh, oh no, okay. Uh, I've heard that before though. Thank you. It's, it's an the first time you had a reference that wasn't obscure. Well, there you go. <laughs> All of my references are obscure. You know what, everybody? Go ahead and just stop listening now, right? Or on sync. Podcast is over. And end call. <laughs> yes. Uh, goodbye and uh, good night. Thank you and good night. Speaking of end call, I was watching this thing. We know we know we don't like James Corden, right? He's. Ugh, I still like Cor- James Corden. I don't care about this whole Golden Globe. No, my debacle. thing is his show is fine. It's fi- like it's, he's funny. It's he's entertaining. It's the best one. He does such a. He he is made for late night. No, I agree, and I also think like no matter how straight he thinks he is, if you ever watch the video or the, if you ever watch the carbo karaoke with Nick Jonas and Demi Lovato, James Corden becomes questionable. Okay. Just sure. to be out there. Cause Nick Jonas talked about how he went to a, he performed at a gay club once and they like chained him up on the wall, like almost fully naked. Um, and James Corden just goes, Oh, that just sounds glorious. I, like, I, I bet <laughs> so his obviously persona, James Corden, though, he like kind of plays into it. Right. Um, so he, he just did a thing with Prince Harry. Uh huh. And the I thing saw. right now, they can't do carpal karaoke because they're pandemic. There's rent, we are in a panini press. Sure. And, sure. Um, so they did it on a top of an LA tour bus. Okay. So that they had open air and whatever. Right. And I don't know where I was going with this. Wow. Awesome. Well, there was there was a point to this. And the reference obscure, just became obscure. Obscure references lasted for a whole oh, couple minutes. I got it. I got it. I said I was joking, and I said in call. He talks about that Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip like to Zoom call with them to see their kid and see them. You know, because uh-huh. it's their great grandchildren and their grandchildren. Sure. But Prince Philip doesn't understand that you can just click end call. So he like slams their MacBook down every time he wants the zoom to end instead of actually ending call. And I thought that was pretty funny. It's very dramatic. I know. It's very, well, Prince uh, Philip's also a dick. So it's very stately. Wow. Okay. Well, after that, okay. that very important aside, are we ready to start the podcast? I'm ready. Are you ready to start the podcast? I've been ready. Okay. I got to this call first. That's true. I've been almost ready. So and I bet you still don't have a summary done. Bitch, please. Welcome Check that fucking shared <laughs> note. Welcome back to Atwamog. Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, and, and, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, who wasn't ready I got time? distracted. Try again. Try again. Um, I heard that grinder notification go that's off. A, Welcome such a back lie. to Atwamog. And that's what you missed on Glee. A Glee rewatch podcast. I am Dalton, the self-proclaimed Gleek. I am Zach, the first time viewer the virgin if you will and we are here watching glee from its beginning to its end it's alpha and it's omega timely or not i'm not sure i've never seen it before who knows but here we are at episode something of this show uh-huh 25 and, 25 <laughs> and you are i think finally getting more into it i i think the people who are listening to it from the beginning are seeing a turning point in zach where he went from dalton is forcing me to watch this show and create a podcast about it to i might like this show sure (laughs) i i'm not i'm not off the page i mean i'm definitely getting more into it you'll hear i think some more uh positive takes tonight and yeah i i think it's uh it's something that's for sure and you know now i can mention a character or actor's name and you don't seem completely surprised <laughs> right i'll be like Brittany, and you're like huh yeah right spears right no i uh i'm somewhat in the know and i i don't think there's anybody i don't know uh maybe i don't know their last name but you know such is life it's just like me and watching survivor you know it takes me some time to really get on page on who is who and what do they do and you know who's gonna win so in this case 
I'm on a board. I know the players. They're making some chess moves and they sing some songs. And Amber Riley's TikTok has been kind of blowing up lately. So I probably should send you some of those because they're real good. Sure. I like that. When you're when we're Skyping right now, whenever you drink the Dasani water bottle, uh-huh, sponsored by it does <laughs> it does what TV shows do whenever their thing is not sponsored and it blurs not the water bottle but just the label. Skype knows. Oh. Skype knows that we should not be having Dasani <laughs> on our channel. I you know and I'm podcast. I'm trying I'm not actually trying to quit, but I, I feel as if I maybe should. I don't know. It's just not good for you. I don't know it's that it's really not, not good for me. I don't really buy into this whole you know, chemicals, cancer, blah, blah, blah. I just don't. When you open anything with still water, it should not make a It doesn't do noise. that, though. It does. No, it Every doesn't. time you, you open a Dasani, it makes a... You haven't had one in a while, noise. clearly. No, I had one, like, a week ago to, like... Because it, it was the only water at work. Was it, they had exactly. that day. Was it, a, was it from a vending machine? See. Okay, I think there's something up with that. I think when it goes from when it gets kind of chilled and not chilled and like there's something there, there's like a transfer of gases. Now, you know, I don't want to break out my my physics degree over here. You don't have one and real water doesn't do that. (laughs) I don't know. There's just but yes, you're correct. But I think there's something in the ceiling of the bottle, that process where I think it's trapping something. But my bad boys just sit in the garage on a shelf and they never make that noise. Not once. So there's got to be some kind of conspiracy when it comes also, to you're wasting machines. plastic. Yeah. Well, you know what? Hey, you're at home. I know you have a Brita filter. Oh no, that shit was stolen. Wasn't it? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yes, I have. I have. Sorry. I was mid gulp of Dasani. I do have, I do have that. I don't know. I, you're right. I just, they're around. I drink them. I'm sorry. Okay. I, there was a rule at my house because my dad is like, was an OG recycler, you know? He's one of those people that Before we didn't have recycling cool. growing up. And so he would take our recycling to a recycling plant because they wouldn't come to you to pick it up. Like that's he's an OG. Oh, that's like dedication. Yeah, I would never. <laughs> and he decided that there was a rule in my household that unless if you were leaving the premises, uh-huh. you were not allowed to get bottled water. So, oh, well, I've continued that rule for the rest of my life. That explains so much. And with that, I think we should get in. To this episode. That's not your line. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> line. Director. Line. I, well, you could have just easily played off that and said, yes, the, the 25th episode. Or no, you don't have to say that. I'm going to say that. You, yes. Episode blank. So let's get into season two, episode no. three. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I get, well, I don't know. You should say that. You never say that. Just tell me the episode I title. I said it last episode. Did you? Because then I say yeah. on the 25th episode. It kind of seems contradictory. Right, but I'm saying season two, episode three. I guess. All right. So let's get into season two, episode three, Grilled Cheeses. On the 25th episode, Finn makes a grilled cheese that answers prayers. Kurt's dad has a heart attack, and Sue is anti-spirituality. That, ladies and gents, was the sound of Dalton drinking Dasani. You, you, you drank Dasani <laughs> for the first time. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. I hypocrite. was cosplaying as April Rose. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I see. Oh, hold on. Let me change right back to the actual note. Okay, I'm ready to go. Uh, Perfect. Hey, Finn likes grilled cheese. Do you like grilled cheese? I do, but I've never made it in a George Foreman grill. No, what the hell was this? I'm okay with a panini press, as you said earlier. Right. But I don't understand. I've never understood the George Foreman thing. Clearly, it was one of those as-seen-on-TVs, moneymakers, 
you know, way to go, George. Now, I will say that Mima and Pawpaw love their, um, they love their George Foreman because they both say that it takes all the, like, gross grease out of it. Because it's it just slanted. leaves you like a nice burger, Cause you know? Because I think it's slanted, so it kind of drains it, itself. Yeah. And I think that's what they like about it. But you don't need that for a fucking grilled cheese. No, 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 no. And honestly, you don't need that for a burger. You want it to sit in its in its own juices and be all juicy. Only if you're a five guys kind of person, you know. If you're wanting like a, if you're if you're going to Sam's Club and you're buying the five pound thing of beef, oh God. and you're trying to knock out some burgers, you want that grease to slide off. No, 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 no. I've never understood healthy eating. What's the point? You know, what is the point? <laughs> he says that as me, Dalton today, um, just finished eating a. Beyond Meat Burger with gluten-free bread. <laughs> Yikes. I had I had the very opposite of fast food burger with uh, all chemicals. It was awesome. But apparently Finn prays to Eric Clapton and Ocho Cinco. I don't think I know who either of them are. I want to say Eric Clapton's probably a country artist. Ocho, and Ocho Cinco. Cinco might be a athlete. He, I believe, I believe, I think I'm going to pull out some sports knowledge. Ocho Cinco, I believe, played for... You have to drop your voice a whole octave. Oh, you're right, you're right. Ocho Cinco played for the Bengals, who is a Cincinnati team, which happens to be located in Ohio. Ohio. There you go. Ohio. You know what I was listening to today, which I totally forgot about, was in the first episode of Glee, they sang Rehab by Amy Winehouse. Uh Uh-huh. I listed it as one of my favorite songs of the season. (laughs) And they started out as... Singing Ohio. What is Ohio? It's from a... Nope, I don't I want to say it's from a musical of some sort. It might be. But they're like sitting there in a choir formation. And they're like... Ohio, Ohio. They're trying to make me go to rehab. And I said no, no, no. Nope. All right. Okay. Well, the uh, first prayer, I guess it is, is that... Technically, he says it's for Artie, but it sounds like it's a lot more for himself. Right. And also, does Jesus really look like he's on the... He does. I mean... Do you not remember this whole sensation? This was a huge thing around this time A lady thought she saw it on a potato chip or something? Yeah, something. And I think maybe sold it on eBay. I don't know. Maybe I'm connecting too many stories here. But the first prayer is for them to win the football game. The first game of the season, I believe, he wants to win it. And that's it. You know, he treats this grilled cheese... He like literally goes bedside with it, gets on his knees and did something that I, I didn't think that he was going to do this. He prays, you know, I was expecting something sexual, but instead he's on his knees. Exactly. He decides to pray to a dear grilled cheeses. And, uh, you know, that's his, that's his wish. That's his genie in the bottle situation. And it comes true. And then we go to Hummel tire and lube where Kurt is trying to like casually switch out his dad's food options for healthier ones. And we do find out that Kurt loves Grey's Anatomy. Yes, I wrote that down. (laughs) I also wrote down that he's wearing a mustache shirt, which was also all the rage in this time period. I never understood the hipster mustache vibe. It didn't make any sense to me. I didn't notice his shirt till later, but I did write down that I think it's disgusting. (laughs) All right. People were into that shit. Still don't know why. I, my sister loved mustaches. She had a mustache party. Her like 14th birthday maybe was a mustache party. I didn't get it. I don't, I still don't. Um, and Kurt does not want to go to dinner with Carol, AKA Finn's mom. And this causes a little bit of a riff. I think Uh, it gets a little dramatic here, right? Like I'm disappointed in you, Kurt. And I'm just like, okay, okay. 
But Kurt has plans. Right. But it's also trying to say, like, this is something we've done forever. Like, it's Friday night dinner. This one is with my girlfriend. Like, let's, you know, try to do something. Right. And Kurt's like, no, I'm going to stand up music. Yeah. Um, and then we go to the Glee Choir Room place. The uh, the uh, singing <laughs> scene, the singing synagogue, if you will. And uh, is this some, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir? Like, uh, what's going on? I don't know. Somebody <laughs> says that Jesus is coming to their life. Who was that again? Finn. Who starts it? Yes, correct. And I thought that Dalton's... The one who this whole episode is about? <laughs> and I thought that Dalton's only retort to this would have been, I love when they come into my life. Uh, yeah. I Oh, speaking of coming into lives, you want to hear a little live update? On? <laughs> Things that we may, might, we may have talked about last week. Oh, sure, sure, sure. You teased it at the top of the episode. The top of the episode. I, if you missed it, I said the top, top. of the episode. And uh, what's what's up with the roomie? What's up with the roomie whose ear is next to your door right now listening in? Well, let's just say I was drunk and I sent a video. Um, oh, no. That is. Oh, yes. Which I sent you. Yes. Well, okay. Well, and you should clarify now. You just showed it to me on the screen. It was not a video, as you just said. And people said, huh? What's happening between these two co-hosts? <laughs> no. He sent me a video of Glozell with the, with the cinnamon challenge. Uh, you know, another throwback. One of the best videos ever. Glozell was peak comedy. And she I should have her own. Sh- like, where is she? That might have been around the same time period. The 20, 2010, 20 or so vibes. Like, it's one of the first viral, like, uh, I think videos. it may have been the first challenge. That was that really took off. Glozell invented the challenge. I think so. All of y'all doing this like silhouette challenge on TikTok or whatever. Glozell, thank her. Right. MTV, you and your show, The Challenge. Thank Glozell. <laughs> I think that, that's where that came from. Anywho, uh, so you sent him a video of Glozell with the cinnamon challenge. And of course, there is something on there that talks about uh, gay stuff. And what was his response? Um, the skull emoji, which like we're like, OK, that's just, you know, bony minor. is what that means. Oh, boner is what that could mean. Oh, Dalton is looking over his shoulder right now because sometimes my 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 uh, vocals are just so loud that they bleed out of his on ear headphones and maybe you know your your nearby neighbor can hear me even better. No, I'm also just worried about my own things that I am saying. You know. No, no, I understand. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. Hey, it's maybe just us. should I send it's this to us. you and you read it? It's just does and you know our uh, closest friends in Switzerland. <laughs> Switzerland. Yes. Right. Sweden. Sweden? I don't remember. I think oh, it's where were we were number 76? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, my this God. This Christian Channel with the Proof podcast is number 76 in TV and film in Sweden. Yes. So, so the people who are um, our frequent flyers, our active listeners, are returning, uh, you know, peeps. They know that joke. For the new people, they don't. Uh, there I actually go. didn't hear the joke, so. <laughs> uh, I think th- it spoke for itself. I didn't hear what you said. That's I don't remember it anymore. I had to dis- I had okay. to define it. It's no longer funny. Move on. <sighs> Did you send me the shit? Should I send you the conversation? Yes, so I can recap it for our audience. Jesus, we out of all those words, none of them gave an update. Skull emoji, that can't be the update. And in the video, I don't know if any of you know, but yes, they know. Puts it Everyone in their mouth knows. What if we have some Zoomers on here? It's Zoomers don't know about that challenge. It's linked down below, baby. Come on, Ooh, you think I haven't right, done right, right, my right. my one job and updated the show notes? Of course I have. It is your only job. <laughs> exactly. What's his wiener mobile? Who's his? Oh my God, you don't know about the wiener that almost killed me yesterday? No. Let me tell you, I was biking home from work and I almost got murdered by a wiener. 
an actual Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. An actual Oscar Mayer Wienermobile <laughs> pulled in in front of me to my, like, the alley behind my house, and then it got stuck in said alley. Oh, no. The wiener was stuck in the alley. That's the, like... The alley that, was too tight for that big wiener. <laughs> That's like... That is, uh, you know, sex ed 101. Don't get stuck in the alley. Right. No I mean, if, you're gonna ha- if you have a big wiener, you have to know where it's going to, what alley it's going to fit into, right? Before you just drive it in there. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So at the end of the day, you sent some, some uh, wiener innuendos to your, to your uh, hot roomie. And, uh, I, you know, I'll just say this. The game appears to be a foot. Yeah. Or a dick. You know, <laughs> that's the Sherlock Holmes pun I got. Yeah, I'm about. not I'm not into footing, but, oh, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. it's not your kink. It's other people's kink. So we won't shame their kinks like here it. on the podcast, but we it. will discuss um, other kinks than those. We will shame your kinks. Mine, mine specifically. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Uh, that's I think that's important to me. It keeps me keeps me sane, keeps me uh, limber, you know, young, young. Uh, you kids keep me young. Yeah, these kids. So while we're at it, Dalton, remind me. And our listeners, uh, what my predictions were for this episode, because, Oh, you're not going to comment anymore. On no, <laughs> the I, wrapped conversation? It up. I wrapped it up. I think we're good. Did I, think you? We're, I think we're satisfied at the end of the day. It appears that you had some commentary, some sexual innuendo commentary, and there might've been some flirting here. I don't know. There's some nice, uh, you know, uh, hi, look, I don't have a gag reflex me. That's what you basically have told this person. And well, it was also because of the fact that Glozell was coughing. Yes, yes, yes. I understand. And you're basically saying I won't cough. If you throw your, you know, your slong, your slong down my nom nom. Yeah. Did I adequately get that? Capture the sure. essence of your conversation. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want to capture his essence. Am I right? Oh boy. Hey, I, I am on prep. There you go. There you go. According to, uh, what's her name? Oh, are you talking about Catherine Hahn? According to Catherine Hahn, you can do whatever you want. Uh, although I do not approve. So back are to the episode. Are you watching WandaVision? No, I'm not. I don't care about it. Zachary Childers. Watch WandaVision. No, I won't do it. I don't care. I don't like, I don't, I don't care for Marvel. You can't leave this in there. I'm going to alienate all these people who love Marvel. No, I, I know that you don't like Marvel, but I just rewatched all of it with my parents this last weekend. And my mom is obsessed. Like she's obsessed with it. That's how good it is. Oh my god, we are we are we are trimming this part. We are way off key right now. I'm okay with us being off key. Off key. Yeah, but, Can I do an episode of Exactly oh with Zach Kaufman where we just talk about Wandavision? Because I know he's watching it. I honestly don't know that he is. He he might be. He might have brought it up. I don't remember. He doesn't watch a lot of TV. There's no way he's not watching WandaVision. He's he's a family man now, you know? Like, he's whatever. He's broken. He's dead inside. You, you put the kid to bed, you, you smack your wife on the ass, and you watch some WandaVision. Oh, my God. All right. So we've, we've gone on our tangents. Uh, Dalton, remind me and the listeners at home what my predictions were for this episode. Your predictions were incorrect. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know they the, were, but go ahead and say them. Okay, well, the first one that uh-huh. is that Brittany performs a Kesha number. Okay, okay, okay. Number two, <laughs> number two. Fast forward. Mike O'Malley returns, and it relates somehow to religion. Hmm, okay, that sounds like a good one. Number three. 
Mercedes has a focal vocal performance. I think I have some arguments there, and I'm honestly not sure who had the focal vocal this episode, but we'll get into it. Okay, so back to where, where we were, which is that uh, Finn found Jesus, right? And Quinn seems like oddly happy that Finn found Jesus. And I do you yes. like what Brittany lets us know, is that whenever she prays, she falls asleep. There you go. And I think some of us can relate to that. Uh, Kurt is as very open. He's not very into the religious thing. Uh, mostly for the same reasons I predicted the gays and the, uh, praise don't necessarily get along all the time. Yeah. And if you're wondering, there's a website called God ran by a hateful ass church. There you and go. Puck church. does kind of drop like a little bit of a, yeah. Church winky face. There you <laughs> go. Church Agatha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, I don't know what that means. It's, yeah, okay. So Puck drops, like, this, like, truth, which he's, like, saying, he's letting them know, like, he believes that God and religion are enjoying what life is giving you and not using Jesus, not using, I think he called it the big J, to just be hateful towards people, which I think is a good motto to have. Sure. And then we get our first song. Yes, the lesson ends up being something along the realm of spirituality, um, a.k.a., like, we're not going to just go full on religion. We're not going to go full on no religion, but you can be spiritual. And I think that's a good middle ground to stand on early on in this episode. And the first song that we get is good die young by Billy Joel. And it's fine. Yeah. It's, uh, reminds me a lot of sweet Caroline. It's just him playing the guitar. Yes. It's exactly what he's just kind of like a go to. I don't know. Like you just imagine that song as something that someone takes to like an old folks home, you know, Takes a guitar, walks around, sings to people, makes some grannies wet in their panties. I mean, I, I don't know what else there really is to say about that one. What's the dancing move? What's that about? Is there like some music video where they do like this genie in a bottle shit? I don't understand what was happening. They all did it at the same time. I didn't even notice. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. Okay, continue. Uh, we then go to Hummer, Ty- Hummer, Hummel, Tire, and Lube again. And... Bert has a heart attack at work and we see Emma's like running in to tell Ugh. Will so that they can tell Kurt. Uh-huh. And I'm already crying at this point. Uh, when she <laughs> ran, I was like, Oh shit's like a, this episode is taking a turn. Like, yeah, it, it was starts all like, and I don't yeah. know, typical. Right. And it was like, maybe it was alluded to kind of like, it was like something maybe is going to happen. Like he's switching out his breakfast. You, you're going to have a heart attack, dad, but it just felt very like, Go to writer room, you know. Right. Fluff. They also had like Kurt kind of Kurt was kind of a dick last episode, and they yeah. kind of continued that dickness into this episode. Which um this is where I'm gonna make the point again that I think that Kurt is the main character of Glee because we are getting this whole arc uh-huh. of not just Kurt, but also his dad, right? Michael Malley is consistently you know, showing up. He's a season regular at this point. And the fact is, is Rachel, who most people think is probably the main character of Glee. You never even see her parents. Yeah. But where are they? It's been a season and a half. We've seen Mike Malley like 12 times. Right. right, right. We've seen and Will's parents more than this. Right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. And I just think it's, it's, it's just, it paints such a scene to segue us to basically Bert being in a coma. And then I have a uh, quote, hot take here and that's this i don't know if i'm allowed to feel this way i don't know what you feel about this person but i'm becoming more attracted to kurt am i allowed to do this am i allowed 
<laughs> um, my, I, as Dalton for closes. Everyone, for everyone not watching us on our Patreon, I pulled a Prince Philip and I slammed the computer down. Oh God, you can't tell people that. There is no Patreon. <laughs> yes, Dalton slammed down the, yes, the, uh, the laptop lid. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's his outfits this episode. I really like the jacket he was wearing. I just, there's just something endearing about Kirk this episode. And I, I don't know. I don't get it. We uh, all know you like there. an underage twink, but come on. <laughs> Cleeks out there, uh, you know, I'm sure you have your opinions and uh, first time watchers, maybe you align with me. I'm not sure. But at the end of the day, I'm not not into him anymore. I don't love his singing, but I also don't hate him. I It's uh, I'm, I'm ambivalent. OK, and now we're going to switch to Zach's actual favorite character, Finn, who uh. is back at home. And apparently, I guess. You know, God works as a genie. He already got one of his wishes, so he only has two left. And he's using his second wish um, so that he can touch Rachel's girl boobs. Yeah, this is about the time that Finn comes into the choir room and is mad that he hasn't heard about Bert, which mm. just solidifies my disgust for this character. Who no, fucking cares, I get it. Finn? I get it. He no, has the right to be mad. No, he doesn't. Not to Kurt. He does not no, have the right to be mad he, towards Kurt. Yes, he does. No, it's his yes, fucking dad. Does. It's not Finn's dad. I get it. He's allowed to say, this is the closest I've had to a dad, but it is not Kurt's responsibility to tell everybody in the world that his dad suffered a heart attack. Kurt should not even be at school. Okay. I agree that Kurt should not be at school, but if Kurt is the only one told Kurt should have told Carol will and fucking whoever the fuck else know about this. The school knows about this. No, but that's a confidentiality thing. The school should not be going around telling everyone that Kurt's dad might die, but should Kurt, they not be telling Finn who lives with him? Allegedly. I don't know if they live together anymore. They don't I seem like they live knows. together because Friday dinner was like a big deal that Carol was going, you know, I just think I don't, I don't put it on Kurt. I think there is somebody else here who needs to have this responsibility, but for no, Kurt, the person who you, is when someone dies, it is up to their next of kin, but he to hasn't do died all the arrangements. But what I'm saying though, is that no. he should also be the one who says, Hey, um, he doesn't need to tell the whole choir room. He doesn't need to tell even though they all know. You just but said maybe should... they don't even live together. They're fucking dating. Why does Finn need to know this? Because it's pretty much his stepdad. But he's not, though. They're not married. They, but they almost, they live together for like a day. He has no And they're still dating. Here. He doesn't, he, he, he practically can't even see him if he's in the ICU. He's not family. I don't agree. Dalton, you have your own issues right now with people not letting you do things with your family. <laughs> so the, no, the, but like in general, I think, I think place. that you as a person should tell anyone else who this would impact. But I don't think hurts the news. I don't think Kurt thinks that way though. Why would you think, let me think of who my dad is dating right now. Oh yeah. There's his, kind of son thing that no but you should tell at least carol and i think when carol finds out she would tell finn you think kurt's got carol's number on lock i don't think so yes because they went on dates <laughs> before even carol and finn were in the house oh my god all you right remember? because kurt gave carol her makeover so mercedes so she's no longer wearing denim <laughs> and i'm still mad about that and i think that britney's book report on heart attacks is going to be very helpful. Oh dear God. And Mercedes uh, is struggling with what to say to Kurt so much so that she's like, I'm going to turn to God to help say these things I want to say, which I've always hated. I hate when someone goes, I'm not sure what to say. I'm not sure how to do this. Therefore I'm going to, I'm going to ask God about this. That'll help me. Oh, 
But this is the most glee thing in the world, which is, I don't know what to say, so I'm going to sing at you. Yes, <laughs> correct. Correct. So she sings, I think it's called I Look to You. I didn't look it up. It is. It is by Whitney Houston. Oh, it's a Whitney song. Okay. Okay. It Obviously it sounds good. Uh, oh yeah. It's, 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 it's very good. It's very Mercedes. Like it's, I don't necessarily, I, I don't necessarily think it has any like, it's not going to make the record books here. You know, I like that she got, she pulls her backup singers, but it's, it's what it is. <laughs> I, and I, <laughs> I don't know. What's funny though, is that you talked about Kurt. You think is, um, you want to bang him. I, I don't, I didn't say that. Down. I didn't say that. You said you would like to be balls deep inside of Kurt. And I, it's funny you say that because I wrote a note that says that every day that passes, Kurt and Zach become more in, like one person. <laughs> really? Because he was like, thanks for Mercedes, but I don't believe in God. <laughs> right. I, I don't really want their prayers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, which I'm like, that is you. You and I had this whole fight in like episode six about Jesus. And I told you, I was like, well, you know, there's going to be an episode about Jesus. No, we did not have that same fight. We had a fight about Christmas. It's completely different. We had a fight about Christmas that I then said was not about Christ, and you didn't want to get into the whole analytics about religion. Well, I didn't think that had anything to do with it. I didn't have, uh, there was no reason have, to have aside anecdotes about Christmas and its relation or not to religious figureheads. This episode is different. This he episode, died on Easter, Barbie. This episode regards these individual characters and their own takes, which is what pushes them further as characters on the show. Cause it get to know more about their psyches. And I think Kurt's exactly in his own, like that's what you would expect, right? I made the prediction. Uh, there was some context to one of my predictions that talked about, Oh, it was Mercedes about maybe having a vocal moment, a vocal vocal. Oh, wow. It was about Mercedes and having a focal vocal, which is not this at all. But no. my idea was that the stereotype would be that she's in some black, you know, something, right? And like, it, it, this all hits those marks. And I think that it's important that we get this episode early on so we know their beliefs and we know right. how they think through stuff. And this is what, and I think that's why it's one of the reasons why at the end of this episode, you're going to hear the rating that I give it. But I think this is what makes a good element to this show, right? It's, it's, it's character development at its, at its finest. I, I agree. And I think um, Sue brings complaints um, yes. to Figgins, which I think are actually kind of valid because obviously it's a public school and religion should not be in schools. I also don't think that we should be saying the Pledge of Allegiance in schools, but that's a different thing. Um but I've always believed that teachers should allow students to express themselves in the ways that they need to. So I don't think Will is doing anything bad because Will is not saying like, oh, I'm singing this. You should all sing this with me. It's more like share what you want to share and what you feel comfortable sharing. I guess that's my take on it. Yeah. And I think Sue, if we had to predict Sue's idea of what her religiosity might be, this is exactly what I would have predicted. So I love that we're getting to the point where we can predict character beliefs in that, you know, even though how you didn't predict it for your predictions. That's, this is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, but I, I do like that. If, if anyone was going to be like, here's the law, you know, or here's yeah. the, here's the constitution. And one of these historical, uh, falsehoods, like, of course it would be Sue. And, 
She, I also like that she brought attention to her fake history, but being like, you're welcome for this impromptu, impromptu civics lesson. Yes. Right, 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 right. Like I, and I love the little breaking the fourth wall idea, uh, or at least the fourth writing wall. Like we do this every episode. Let's make light of it. Exactly. And you know what? I would like to make light of. Oh, okay. <laughs> a verse. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it turns out it's my week and I went ahead and brought the cable this time so I could play it for you. Finally, um, Jesus. Turns Get out it, it's my grilled Jesus. Oh, hilarious. It turns out it's my week. Luckily, I just so happened to come across a song via Instagram story. I you love we... coming across things. <laughs> you <laughs> You know how we discovered our pink pony club queen uh, was from Instagram stories. Chappelle Roan, the or True. is it okay? So we need to talk about this. Oh dear God, this has nothing to do with my first stop. I know, but <laughs> Chappelle so Roan, who wrote Pink Pony Club, wrote, produced, sang, created, inspired a <laughs> <Embodied>. nation, <laughs> said that her name might be Chapel. I don't. Do you think it's real? <laughs> I can tell if she was like Josh and us. I can tell if she was being for serious. I don't know. Cause you know, there's that whole thing with Ariana Grande's last name actually being Grandy uh-huh. and like Chrissy Teigen's name's actually Chrissy Teigen. Uh-huh. And I'm like, is this what she's doing? She's just playing a bit like what's going on, but tune in next week. Cause we will have Chappelle Roan in the studio with us. Oh my God. So I actually don't know, but we're going to see what happens. So the, the artist that I, that came across my Instagram feed, I, in this case, I already knew who it was, but there's a new single out by Maisie Peters uh, and it's called John Hughes movie. Have you heard this song yet? Of course I have. Remember Perfect. I am, I am, um, as one would say, uh, queer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is John Hughes movie by Maisie Peters. Take a listen. It's not like I've been crying, no There's just smoke in my eyes Cause this ain't no John Hughes movie Where the girl gets the guy You look right through me Every time you walk by I keep waiting for the heartbreak Music that's never gonna come Cause if you I can't wait for that to be in Love Victor. Oh, 100%. Well, Love Victor. That is such a Love Victor song, is it not? Oh, for sure. It probably will be the trailer, honestly. Love Victor season two coming uh, in June. Yeah, it really? It is. It is. It is. It It was announced uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, So, yeah, that's Maisie Peters. Uh, That's probably more of her, a more produced song than usual. Usually it's just like very vocal forward. But uh, Maisie Peters, great, great um, song, Stress. It's very focal vocal. Yes. Uh, hold on. Let me plug my Mac in. Oh, your battery thing on your MacBook gear. Well, I thought it was solar powered. I thought it like real. created its own energy by the fan running inside of it. <laughs> let's be real. It's at 10% and honestly can probably last the rest of this episode. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. But I was charging your my cable with it. So, uh, I mean, it probably could last this episode. Am I that concerned? I'm not. I would. I don't want you to get cut off. Go get your cable. Literally. It won't happen. I do want to, you know, let everyone know because 
at the end of season one, we let every we sent everyone to my YouTube. Sure. Yes. To watch a Glee ranking video. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did that really fun thing where I uploaded it, got, gave it a title, made it a bio, and never hit publish. <laughs> you dumb fuck. I even linked to your goddamn YouTube. I uh, know. So everyone's yeah. probably looking for it. Oh, and I will been, say, it is very funny. They've been in the YouTube abyss, you know? It's, they've been in the algorithm looking for it. It's peak content right there, but I will tell you, it is coming soon. Wonderful. Wonderful. Soon is uh, relative. It could have already happened. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, if it's up... It will be linked down below. And if it's not up, it will be linked down below. <laughs> um, welcome back to the show. And uh, we're back. And Finn's got Rachel's front because he's touching her boobs. Yeah? Yeah. Um, both her dads were slaves once. So she wants to know that her kids will be able to worship in the way that she decides is right for them. Yes. She's very proud of Finn and his newfound religion. And therefore, as a result, consequentially, you can touch my boobs. Yes. Shoulder shrug emoji. They also both can't fit on the bed. Both her boobs? Both of them. Oh, uh, you're calling this a Titanic situation. Yes. I don't know if you see, but she's on the bed and he's got his like torso on the bed, but yeah. his whole bottom half of his body is like, which I, I will never, there. I assume they're at Finn's place, right? Yes. Wherever. Wow. Wherever this might be, which continues to make me think that Finn lives With, him and Carol, him and Carol are still at home. Yes. And I don't understand the, the, the trope that is let's give you a bed that's too small for your oversized adult high school body, you know, because you're a child, but sure. Let's continue that idea. Prop department, whatever we like. We don't have the budget now for uh, two of those. We then go to Sue's office and she has jugs the clown in there and Brittany. Okay. Is that your new thing for Santana? That's what she called her. She goes, Brittany jugs the clown. Because <laughs> oh, of her plastic surgery. Yes, because you know she, she's going to make comments about her plastic surgery until it goes away. That's true. That's true. Uh, and she's using them both again, right? They are her insiders. Yes. As to what's happening. And she also meets with Kurt. And we find out that Mary Lou Retton is Sue's worst nightmare. I don't know who that is. I have no idea what that is. Sue mentioned that that's her worst nightmare. Um, but she asked Kurt to officially complain to the school board. Right. So that that's she can. Was, that's what I was getting to. I have no idea what your what your tirade was there about Mary Lou, whoever the fuck. Sue says that's her worst nightmare. Well, and then you. she's like, yeah, sure. Does she say that to Kurt? Yeah. I don't recall. I don't recall. We assume that. At this point, Kurt has made his complaint because Emma runs in and Sue ends up having to hang up on Hillary Clinton so that she can answer Emma's yelling. Yes. And Emma is informed about. You noticed that it was Hillary Clinton, right? Oh, I noticed. Okay. I heard your words. Did I watched the TV words? show. I don't need to hear your recap of it. Okay. Did you watch the show? I'm debating. I did. I watched it. <laughs> I like to save some content for people to watch the show. And then our takes for people to listen to our show. I'm obviously going to mention Hillary, though. Do you think I'm not going to mention Hillary Clinton? I guess. I'm more over here. You know, we're over her. Wow. It's never over her. We're past it. Okay. We've moved on. Emma gets informed about Sue's sister, which I never thought would happen. Like, I didn't think Sue would share this tidbit about her life with anybody else. And I really love that she gives reason to why she is not religious. Right. Like you always hear about people who either are or aren't, and you kind of are left to wonder what put them in one camp or the other. And 
For Kurt, it was more obvious. For Mercedes, it was more obvious. If we're playing the stereotype game that writers are loving to play when it comes to this show. But for Sue, we could have maybe drawn some inferences. But in this case, we get straight from the horse's mouth a direct tale about why she doesn't believe and how he has, how he, how, how, you know, the great architect above has wronged her. And yeah, this is a cute moment. Yeah. And I think she also says that like, um, also she doesn't believe that telling people directly that they're going to go to hell because they don't believe what you believe doesn't seem very Christian. And I'm like, I also agree with that. Uh huh. And then she lets Emma know that even though she's only half orangutan, she needs to leave her office because Sue is very allergic. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be quiet about this. She says, but only if you will be too. like, I will take your advice, but you also need to take your advice. If I can't say X, you can't say Y. And that was just like Sue cutting through the bullshit as realistic as a realist gets. And I appreciated it. You know, that's a scene that if I could play every morning when I wake up, like it, it's just, it captures the moment. It captures a lot of the bullshit that happens in the world. Then we go to the Glee Club and uh, Kurt's like, I'm tired of you mental patients talking about how there's a God. He literally calls them all mental patients. Yeah, which I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with him. I think it's, I don't know. You saw my eyes roll. I saw your eyes roll, but I think that I have an opinion about prayer and you have an opinion about prayer and your opinion, it goes somewhere. In my opinion, it helps you think through your thoughts. That's all it is. You're talking to yourself. You're diarying, diarying. That's my new verb, I guess, for using a diary, diarying, diarying inside your head. Right. But my roll, my eyes was you saying that you agree that calling people mental patients because they believe in religion. Sorry for calling a spade a spade. My bad. I'll try not to. Oh my God. Kurt's got opinions. So do I. They happen to align this episode. I think there's a difference (laughs) <laughs> and calling someone a mental patient because they believe in something and not believing in it. Sure. Finn then prays to make quarterback again, and he's making his now third prayer and what he thinks is his three wishes of being a genie. And none of them are about Bert. Yeah, I wrote that down too. selfish little bitch. Yep. Told you he's a bitch. Uh, and Puck is the voice of reason here which is always laughable. Puck is always forgotten about. And then they realize we have Puck to use. So Puck often is used as a voice of reason, which is laughable because it's Puck. But I also don't really know that he was a voice of reason in this case. But what did he tell him? Nothing, really. He just saw him praying to the grilled cheese and was like, okay. But doesn't he say something like, he says something that's pretty just like matter of fact and like, I don't know. I feel like he gets him out of his haze. I don't he gets know. him out of days. his haze is Emma. It's been three days since I've watched it. I don't know. Puck says something. That's what I'm saying. I don't think any up. of that happens. Well, then what the fuck does Puck say? He doesn't say anything. That's he what I'm does, saying. I don't though. think he's there for any reason. Oh, my God. He says something that clears up the matter. Thank you. That literally has nothing to do with anything, though. That's no. literally just. No, no, no. You that are is literally psychotic. just Finn being you like, just oh, yeah, watched it. But Finn literally had just prayed for something else. So it doesn't matter. Oh, you are such an idiot. <laughs> you just watched the scene. You heard what he said. Yeah. He is the voice of reason here. 
indirectly. How is that the voice of reason? Because he flat out tells him indirectly. He tells him he doesn't know what he prays for. You said he flat out tells him. He doesn't flat out tell him anything. He goes, I went to temple with my Nana and I prayed for Bert's dad. What do you pray for? Which I just said that before you looked it up. You're, You're like, no, he doesn't not. mention Bert's dad at all. Oh my God. I cannot wait for you to listen to my vocals. Roll the tape. I cannot wait. Because I told you that he said something about praying for Bert, and you said, no, he doesn't. Oh, my God. Uh, what sweet justice there will be when you play the clip of me telling that to your ear holes two minutes ago, and you being like, nah, and then looking it up and realizing how fucking wrong you are. No, he's not the direct voice of reason, maybe, but he says the one thing we're all thinking. Finn prays for wishes, and Puck calls out, well, I pray correctly. What do you pray for, buddy? Like, you know, like, but it really is what connects with Finn because he's like, oh, I've been praying for wishes, not correctly, which is what segues to him talking to Emma. He would have never done that if Puck didn't be the voice of reason here, which is like, you should probably learn how to pray. He's not going to tell him that because he doesn't know what he prays for, but he tells him how he prays, which is Allegedly correct. I don't agree because I think that what makes him talk to Emma is comes up later. Oh my god, you're right. This had no meaning whatsoever. This I don't scene think it did. should have found its way to the cutting room floor. He I didn't have anything that, to do with Bert. No I don't way. Think the puck actually brought anything to the scene. Oh my god. Which is why I didn't sure. write him down for the scene. It's the perfect end of that scene. Hey PS, you burnt your girl cheese. Like, I just dropped so much knowledge on you, incidentally, and you fucked with your grilled cheese. Like you're a dumbass all around is basically what I should have said. We then go to a park where Rachel decides to have, oh, I love when I'm right. You've never been right. Uh -huh. <laughs> Rachel decides to have a little bit of a barber moment. And here I would like to argue that Papa, can you hear me by Barbara Streisand is the best song that Rachel has ever performed on the show. I <laughs> didn't like this. I've also never have seen what is this? Yentl? Yenta. I had to look this I, up. I've never seen Yentl either, so I don't give a fuck. But what the why do you care about this? It was weird. It was very like I'm watching Hocus Pocus over here. No, they were told they couldn't sing the songs they wanted to sing. Rachel prepared this song already. So she goes, I want to sing it for you in this park. Sure. With a candle as I basically Which is pray from to the, heavens. the candle is from Yentl. I get it. What I'm saying is you haven't seen that. So that shouldn't have any basis on this. And it's weird. It's weird that she's having this weird, like, let me, let me cry to the heaven situation. No. Okay. So you're telling me, let's boil this down at this point. The argument here is I think it's not okay to pray for random bullshit. And you're like, no, it's okay to pray to random bullshit. Yeah. That's what I, she's doing when she's singing, by the way, is praying to random bullshit in a park with a candle to the heavens. Once again, I think it is. I think you are being rude for no reason. And I think how that, are being rude? I'm saying what you're saying. What I am saying is that she is singing and she, uh, what she believes is a religious way. Sure. And I'm saying it's not okay for Finn to pray for wishes. Why am I being rude? Cause you're calling it bullshit. He's wishing to God. I'm on your side right now. We weren't talking about Finn. We we're talking about Rachel singing the song. And I just said the words, it's not okay for Finn to pray for random bullshit. Are you listening to me? Or no, you, looking you said for that's arguments? what she's doing. She's singing to random bullshit. That's literally what you just said. She is. She's singing randomly to the heavens. Is she not? She's singing 
to the heavens in a prayer, which is what she said she was doing. No, no, no. She prepared a song for fucking Glee Club and didn't have an outlet for it because she wasn't allowed to sing it at school. And then so she the decided end, she to take it to the wants park. to pray next. Because it segued awkwardly randomly to his bedside, which didn't make any sense. I will never agree with you on this topic. That she's singing outside and then suddenly they're at his bedside. I'm not arguing with you about prayer. I don't care about prayer. What I'm saying is no, when that's it comes not what to I'm this, saying is that you're I'm not putting your religion down right now. Move on, get out of your own way. What I'm saying is it didn't make sense to sing to the heavens and then suddenly be singing bedside. Pick one. It makes I get sense it. if you watch the episode. It literally makes sense. I did watch the episode. Not. Oh, you're so fucking annoying. I'm not getting in your way of That's your fucking not what I'm prayer saying. thing. I am saying you that are. it clearly makes sense. She is she is sharing a song with Finn in the park, and then she is sharing a song with her friends from Glee Club. But and that's what Finn doesn't make sense to me. Carol, it's edited poorly. His room. Then. Then it's edited poorly is what I'm telling you. I don't, it's not I'm not edited dis- poorly. Oh my God. I'm not disagreeing with you about this. I'm not pointing out that her prayer is not important. I'm saying that this weird ass candle in the wind situation outside to directly copy this Barbara moment doesn't make sense. I think it does. It's one thing to do it at the bedside in prayer, but she's saying it twice now. Why? It's one of those weird moments where it transitions ineffectively and it never had to do that she could have just done this bedside and they could have made something that was like like a a riff on the candlelight outside would you like her to sit stand there at his bedside and sing for three minutes no that doesn't make any sense that's not a tv show this is an american idol okay sure but i literally looked up the video of her of barbara singing this whatever and it's a carbon copy it's copy paste there's no difference Except from halfway through, it transitions to her being at his bedside. So you fo- so for the record, you will accept and admit that it is a carbon copy for the first half. Yes? No. Oh, okay. You're right. I'm the crazy one right now. I'm the mental patient. You are the mental patient. <laughs> you don't watch this, apparently. There's just no reason. For clarification, I watched this scene specifically seven <sighs> times today. Oh, my God. And just because you like the Barbara thing makes you like this. Not the Barbara thing. I think she sounds great, and this is a great scene. And I'm not talking about sounding great, nor am I talking about the scene, a.k.a. the transition. I'm saying that the copy-paste, let me do the exact same thing that Barbara does on this one movie, doesn't need to take place here. That is Rachel's whole character, is Barbara. That's oh all God, she's ever that's wanted. that's not the point. Ugh. There's just I keep no bringing reason. up rebuttal and you keep changing what you're saying. My first rebuttal is it makes sense to go to the scene. You're like, oh, no, but it's a carbon copy. And I'm saying it makes sense that it's a carbon copy because it's Barbara. This is one of those arguments where you hear what you want to hear. At the end of the day, there is no reason for this show. And I and it's a critique. It's a critique of the show at this point, which is the whole point of our show. My critique of several scenes on this show is that they don't have their own flair and that they take and take and take and take from other moments and duplicate them with characters on this show. When instead, they can riff on those scenes, they can borrow, but this is not borrowing. She's practically wearing the same attire. It's awkward. It doesn't make sense. There's no original thought. I just wish that if they're going to do that, then didn't do it on a, like on a, I don't know, on a a slant. Like, I want to be able to squint and turn my head and be like, oh, that's that. 
I can give you lots of reasons why it's not a carbon copy in the Britney stuff. And for this one, I will say that forever, it makes sense that whatever Barbara does, when Barbara actually performs something, if Rachel's going to be the one that performs it, it needs, it's going to be the same thing. Because Barbara is her her idol. She's going to do exactly what Barbara does. So therefore, it should be a carbon copy. But the issue with that is that Barbara is doing that in a movie where she's playing a different character, which is not her. But that's all Rachel cares about is Barbara. So if Barbara's playing Yentl and (sighs) Yentl, which is like a religious movie, she's going to then do that. (laughs) It just doesn't. I just hate the copy, 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 copy and the lack of originality. Okay. There's lots of originality, but okay. There is no originality in that first half. Sorry. It's the exact same thing. And Finn his by the look of his face is equally perplexed. Your phone's probably telling you to breathe because you didn't breathe for <laughs> 10 minutes. Yes, because when I get enraged about something, you're not also enraged. I'm not mad. Oh, okay. Sure. Sure you're not. Sure <laughs> you're not. not. The whole rest I'm of the show just, won't have you colors can... of your attitude when you can't move on past something. I'm even just giving I'm you continuous facts about how it's this not about be a continuous facts. It is not continuous facts. It's your fucking opinion. That's no, your this problem. Is a fact. That is your problem. That this is your problem. Is a fact you don't know when to accept what is opinion copy. versus a fact. No, you I don't know what there is between opinion and a fact is. You don't though. You My don't. opinion is that this is the best Rachel's ever done. Congrats. And I'm not saying it's not. And I'm saying the fact is, is that it should be a carbon copy when you look at who Rachel is as a character. Yeah. Rachel sings and it's fine. <laughs> And it's okay. But what I liked most about this thing is Kurt is unhappy about it, right? I just like that Kurt is headstrong here, right? He has his opinion. It's his dad. He, he just is like, why are they doing this when I could be doing some physical whatever? Regardless of if it could be correct, I just like that he sticks to his, like, character. You know, he sticks to his point. Well, and Carol points out that he's a... Why am I echoing? Uh, you're sitting back. Carol points out that he needs to stop being a little bitch and let his friends help when they're trying to help. Yeah. Because she's like, it's not a religion thing. They're just trying to be here for you and they're doing it in the way that they think they can do best. And you're just pushing everyone away. Yeah. And Finn's like, oh, well, if you just wanted a Muslim to pray. <laughs> Yikes. Because he sees a Arabic looking woman come into the room. And that is uh, the epitome of Midwestern America. So good on the writers for nailing that moment. P.S. I might have said the thing about Kurt earlier, but oof, oof, I wrote down Sam and his football uniform. Ladies, line up. Oh, my Jesus. God. I don't I didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> what? You were so into him last episode. No, I think I think, I think Kurt Overstreet's hot. Over. I think the character of Sam is hot. I just uh, didn't get it in that moment. You didn't get that locker room fantasy we keep talking about. I don't think that like full football gear is hot. Well, no, but you have to picture it half on. Eh, there wasn't enough Ugh. time. Finn changes My the God. plays on Sam and Sam ends up getting hurt and Finn becomes the quarterback again. A.K.A. Lurch becomes the quarterback again. Because <laughs> Beast, Beast calls him first. And it made me think, Lurch. is this how they decided to tie Sam into getting into the glee club, right? Because every time somebody gets kicked off of a team or they do bad on a team in this Uh, show, they have to find somewhere else to go, right? Yeah. Mercedes and Kurt weren't getting solos. They became a Cheerio. Finn got kicked off the football team, auditioned for the Cheerios, you know? Well, you can't, they can't repeat the Finn history, right? Where he's still on the, whatever, he's also this. It's like, they got to give him cause to, to jump. Yeah, they can't just blackmail Sam with weed or whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and then Kurt, 
sings our fourth song. Which I would say is the focal vocal of the episode. I think I would too. I'm t- I'm torn with this in the last one just because they both are growth moments. But I guess the last song we'll get, we'll get into that. So the cannot compute. Zach mentioned last song of episode. Oh, so sorry, so so sorry. Not the last song. The second to last song. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're right. I would never mention the last song. Um, <laughs> um, Kurt sings I Want to Hold Your Hand by The Beatles, and I have never liked The Beatles. I've never Same. understood them. I've ne- I've always thought it was overrated. But Kurt like, singing The Beatles, I'm a fan of. Yes, and uh, specifically, I'm a fan of young Kurt. The brilliant casting. so cute. Yes, 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 yes. And brilliant casting by whoever chose this uh, young actor because holy smokes, like spot on, great job, you know, to everybody involved, outfits included, attire, what do we call it? Wardrobe, that's what we call that included. Great job. And it really just drived in the point that like Michael Malley, which I might have said before, is the dad that every little, you know, gay boy deserves and wants, right? Like he is that he's having tea with his son, you know, he's just like, yeah, son, you're a faggot and you don't know it, but I'm here to be there for you. And it's really sweet. <laughs> right. 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 And then Kurt gets invited to church. <laughs> um, Finn. And it's really sweet. And you know, what would be sweet for all of us. A break. Ah, okay. Wow, I thought that was Batman for a second. Oh my god, you're doing a vocal, whatever it's called. Hope you like scat. <laughs> you like scat. Ew. So Zach, have you ever have you ever been to church? Uh yeah. My I grew up going to church. Uh I am a confirmed, as what they called it, Methodist. Uh I've always wondered what those churches do. Yeah. Uh I mean it's a pretty open contemporary church. They got a band, they've got a I don't know. I just always wondered yeah. I was raised Southern Baptist and then I switched to non-denominational when I was in high school or middle school, I guess. So I always wonder what like Methodist and Lutheran and like all those other denominations do. Cause my sister goes to a Lutheran church now and they're way more like Catholic, uh-huh. I guess than like any churches I went to, but you were saying you're being confirmed. makes me feel like, is that like a Catholicism thing or is it just a Methodist thing? Oh no, it was a little like, two week class of learning the background of the church. Ew. Uh, I, I don't know if you were, if you were a youth, you probably went through it. There was a youth group. Uh, at the end of the day, the church wanted your money, right? Like all churches do. They want your money. It's you're, you're paying your dues, your membership, which is how you're allowed to come pray together collectively in a group setting. Um, and I just, uh, we did it forever, you know, until I was like maybe, I don't know, 12 or something. At most, I was annoyed a lot of the time because Christmas fell on a Sunday. Not a lot of the time, but I guess for three or three times maybe uh, on a Sunday. And I was pissed because we had to go to church after opening gifts. And I just wanted to play with my gifts. Ew. I literally, I think back and I remember that shit. 
And I was like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And they were like, I mean, we were, we were slightly involved. Um, and at the end of the day, we just stopped going. We stopped going. We stopped, like, most of the friends were there. You know, most of the family friends were there. And we just stopped going. We kind of all just made our own decisions. And, yeah. My favorite thing about growing up in Utah was um, if you had a sleepover on a Saturday with someone, you had to go to church with them on Sunday. And not like, oh, because when I was a kid, when I was a kid, you would go to church. You would invite your friend to church with you. They were not required to go. Uh But in Utah, the Mormons, they made you go to church. It wasn't an option. It was either no sleepover or you're going to church. And so I've been to a Mormon church a few times. Um, It's a long ass time. It's a long thing that I didn't care about. So never going to a Mormon church again. No offense to any Mormons that are out there. I'm not offending you. I just find your church boring. Um, (laughs) But we started going to church when I was a kid and no, currently no one in my family goes because it's, you know, Cornova virus. But yeah, everyone else. I mean, my my dad is was raised Jewish and doesn't practice or anything. And then my yeah, um, yeah my family's just a melting pot of people. Sure. I don't know. I was always just too eventually psychological about it. Just I don't know. I just thought that people prayed to hear themselves. I Like, I don't think that prayer is bad. I just think that prayer is not always what people think it might be. Right. Like I feel like people believe in what they believe in because it helps them get through the day. Like some people believe in Santa to get through the holidays. Like it's just, it's something that kind of Santa exists, but yes, right. It's something that just gets you by and it's nice to put your faith in something. And then there's others who don't put their faith in anything and believe in themselves. And prayer is basically journaling but it happens in your head. I think it helps people think through things. I think when people say they prayed for something and then made a decision, they really just thought through everything. When they heard God, they heard reason. And I think that's just, I don't know, everyone has their own take on that. And that's why I aligned with Kurt this episode because, well, really more so with Sue this episode, just because they, you know, never saw what they thought might happen and then kind of made a decision. Well, my thought on prayer has always been different than I think most people's because, you know, personally, I believe in an omnipotent God or, you know, that sort of thing, which coincides with the fact that I don't have to pray in order for that God to know what I need, what I'm asking for and those sort of things. Because if I'm thinking about it, they therefore know it. So why do this whole like formal process of sitting down and being like, now you lay me down. Just like that just has never made sense in my head. Um, so once I was old enough to make that decision, I kind of stopped praying in the technical sense because I believed it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Mm. What, what an episode, you know? Yeah. Grilled Jesus. And so Mercedes invites Kurt to church as we just took you all to church in that moment. Um, also Finn, uh, gets to confess, uh, much like some Catholics do. Uh, but in this case to Emma, instead of uh, daddy, you know? <laughs> and I think, I think the turning point, which I argued a little bit earlier that made him go to Emma and confess all this stuff was that he thinks that Sam was really hurt. And so he is a guilty conscious. I don't think that it was really Puck that made him do it. I think it was really this like guilty conscious of potentially hurting Sam that made him share his struggles, you know? Yeah. And Emma points out reality, you know, she's like, well, let's think through these things. Number one, you prayed to win the big game. Number two. Oh, and I don't remember why they won. Why did they win? 
Because they have a coach that doesn't bite their toenails. Yes, yes, yes. So you have a strategist, you know, coach um, on the sidelines now. Yeah, and you can tell. Like, she knows what she, I assume, knows what yeah. they're doing. Right, and she literally, the, the second they changed the slightest formation, she goes, that's not the play I called. Like, Coach Beast is a coach. She knows what the fuck she's doing. <laughs> right. Number two, you prayed to get to second base. And in reality, you aligned with Rachel's your feelings, and she gave you a treat. You know, appropriate or otherwise. And number three, you prayed to become quarterback again. And coincidence is practically what she chalks that up to. Yeah, she was. And because I guess the guy who tackled Sam and hurt him was actually like 23 and on steroids. Like he wasn't. Ah, He should never have been playing to begin with. Right, right, right. So not his fault. And it then inspires him (laughs) to sing Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Yes, which uh, and I don't care what you say, oh. Zach. It sounds good. <laughs> I know you're on Twitter, like yeah, it's auto tune, blah blah blah. No, it sounds good. It's not like the best song ever, but it sounds good. I wrote down this is in Finn's range. <laughs> that's a that's high praise from you. <laughs> I think it is. I think that it's fine. Like you said, I think that it's like I didn't hate it. I, I didn't necessarily, I, I don't think it crossed my mind as like, how do I say this without sounding like a crazy person? I don't think I was ever going to nominate this one as my favorite song of the episode, right but I didn't naturally turn it down right away. I just was like, okay, like it finally wasn't terrible and it maybe wasn't as auto-tuned as usual. We then go to church, and Kurt is very impressed that everyone is Christ-chic, as he says. Yes, which I thought was fun. This is where I thought that my original prediction was, uh, when I talked about the focal vocal, um, was about Mercedes and the stereotype. And I think I even said that there might be like a black church moment, and I nailed that. I don't know if that's half a point, but I, I like that I could somehow see where that was going. Um, okay, I'll take honorable mention for that. You're shaking your head at me. I really enjoyed her putting him on the spot. Yeah. You know, like this song's for you, non-believer or whatever she says. This one's for you, Artie. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And you, and you just happened to like accidentally, uh, incidentally hit on what I was going to say. You put your, people can't see this. You put your finger to your nose and you were scratching very a la, uh, St. Nicholas around Christmas time. But when she takes to the pulpit and sings Bridge Over Troubled Water, I caught some like Fantasia Barino vibes oh, from American Idol. I think that Idol. was the point. I think that was think the so. pure point of it. Fox is like, I think so. Fantasia? <laughs> yes, I think so. But she had that, the nose thing. She had the like, it was very nasally. And it was kind of like, it's it's like, a, I don't know what that what that tool is. But there's there's something that happens, and it's like a tactic. It's a tactic to go like a higher range, and, and you hear it sparsely. But if you ever watched season, I think it was season three of uh, Fantasia, uh, her uh, American Idol season, she she did this every time, and it was like it, it's where the power came from, the sinuses, I guess. And I don't know, it's it's good. I didn't realize Simon and Garfunkel made the song. I had no clue that they did either. I assumed it was that's a what, him, you know, that's, that's what happened when I Googled this. I allegedly, uh, we'll, we'll circle so back and it'll be incorrect. Like what was it last? It sure. was, was it two weeks ago that you thought that, uh, you were like dead set that somebody wrote a song and I was like, no, 
<laughs> I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, you know. It's good. I love a choir moment. I love Amber Riley. So together. This is what I thought could be a focal vocal in that it speaks to her character development. It speaks to her background. She's, I don't know. But then I realized, really, she here is trying to develop Kurt. Right. And hence... When his Beatles moment is probably correct. When the person grabs Kurt's hand, that's when you know that like it was never about her. It was about Kurt. Correct. Correct. And I, and Mercedes did get two performances this episode. So like I was on a track, but I wasn't on the right track. So I, you know, she got two performances. So we won't see her again until episode 17, maybe at least, <laughs> at least push it back, push it back. And then we go to the nursing home and we get Jean. <laughs> yes. yes. I yes, love yes, Jean. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they're playing checkers. Yeah. And it's basically a, a rehash, a recycle of all the things we've been hearing this episode about Sue and her religion. And, you know, and, but this time she's telling it directly to her sister and like to the person that she's been describing to everybody else now directly to her. And earlier we heard, we heard Sue say that she, earlier we heard Sue say that she was praying to God to make Jean not have Down syndrome pretty much. And Jean is here telling us that she believes that God doesn't make mistakes. And there was a reason that Jean is the way that she is. Um, and Sue starts tearing up a little bit. It's kind of like a sweet little, sweet little moment between the two of them. Yeah. As Emma says, as all people tend to say, and this is what I should have made one of my predictions, God works in mysterious ways. Yes. Of course that line had to come up. And Jeannie says that she will pray for Sue. And I think that speaks volumes to that character i think it speaks volumes to sue's character and that maybe that is that is important you know that maybe that is the godly tv creator here of ryan murphy this is the creation this is the god working in mysterious ways for her and it builds her you know it builds her persona because she has the sister and then we go from the nursing home to the hospital where kurt is um talking to his dad while he's still in the coma and he's talking about Friday night dinner, their first Friday night dinner. And I'm like, this is a full circle, right? Because at the beginning, Kurt's like, I don't want to go to Friday night dinner. I'm a stubborn little bitch. And now he's like, I should have gone to that Friday night dinner because, you know, there's a yeah. reason we do them. Right. And it's it's a sad moment. I think there's tears here. I think I had maybe, maybe a little bit. Uh, you know, something something was in my eye. I cried more. It was smoke. In previous scenes in in this episode. Yeah. I I think the Emma running down the hall was probably peak. Yeah. But he did say this line that I wrote down, which is, I don't believe in God, dad, but I believe in you. And I was like, "Mm." yeah. And then they resolve his thing pretty quickly. (laughs) Like, you know, he's awake. (laughs) Yeah. He's awake. He's awake. Next episode. Uh, yeah. (laughs) And then comes our last song, which I would argue isn't, a, it's not garbage, and B, I think it has something to do with the plot of the episode, which I think is goes against both of your normal ticks against the last song. Is it the best song of the episode? No, but I would say it has something to do with the plot and is good. Yes, sure. Tina gets, sure. Like, I think, her first solo. I don't think she's had I, one. I want to say maybe. It might be her second. It's her first full-on, like, two or three lines solo. Right. Uh, it's, first of all, it's one of us. Uh, one of us, one hit wonder by Joan Osborne. I thought it was by you two. No, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. is it? Are we sure this is definitely by a woman? What if God was one of us? You know what? The, definitely I think not. Have you seen? Ah, uh, fuck. I think that's a. Uh, 
a glee performance was that a glee performance <laughs> no i think it's in the simpsons they're making fun of the song and it's lisa oh, no. simpson going what if god was one of us <laughs> is it the best thing now nah. does it end an episode weirdly yes <laughs> like it's it it it's a, it's a, it's a, I don't know. It's, it's something. It's, it's fine. I guess it's a song. Aesthetics are good. Wait, I, I have to do my, you know, every episode I have to let everyone know. Mike Chang looks good. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he's in like he's all wearing white. white. He's wearing all white. Again, the aesthetics are nice here. I tried the to like pause vibe-y. it and zoom in. Cause you know, white sometimes is a very like revealing color. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. The white football pants on Sam didn't do it for you, but yeah, go ahead. Zoom in on Chang here. Oh, I just love Mike. But <laughs> the reason I say it has something to do with the plot, cause it wraps up the whole Finn arc of him and his grilled cheese, which he doesn't heat up. Right. When he eats it, finally, he just takes it out of the fridge and puts it in his mouth. And I'm like, brah, that's not good. We also get a Will and Sue moment here, which I always love. It always, I don't know, makes me feel something. Uh, Down under or just in general? No, just in my heart. In my cold, dark. So you have one of those? Yeah. In that hole in my chest, I feel something, (laughs) an itch. And Sue is not going to press charges basically anymore. Will's off the hook. You know what I've always imagined is, you know that scene in Magicians when Julia lifts up her shirt and she has a hole there in her stomach? Yes, because her... She's missing her shade. The shade is missing, yes. I imagine you have that exact thing just here. (laughs) That's, yep. That's why you've never seen me shirtless. (laughs) Because I would be displaying my hole. You also haven't seen yourself shirtless. That's true. Shower in the dark, baby. And we do love when they display their holes. Oh, my God. Speaking of holes, um, how many Cheerios do you give this episode? I give this episode four and a half Cheerios. (gasps) (laughs) I think this is a excellent episode. It's an excellent episode of TV. After the whole conversation we just had about Papa, can you hear me? Nothing. it's It's not to deduct points, though. I appreciate this episode so much. I think it speaks, it, it's, it's bold. It's bold to have, a, to have characters say things that are contrary to public domain. But is it beautiful? All. It's beautiful that we have characters that otherwise don't have souls. Sue, uh, Finn sometimes, <laughs> uh, Kurt, a lot of this episode. Um, displaying moments of, moments of realization. In this whole episode, you get reflection constantly whether it's Kurt at the hospital, you know, saying pins or needles over Psalms uh, and then saying, but maybe I should just let people help me when otherwise I don't want them to. There's just moments like that. There's the songs are on point. You're right. The last song encapsulates the episode. It's just, I don't know. Like I don't think this needed to have the best vocals and performances of a lifetime. I think it just finally let the kids be the kids there's no outshining anyone here. There's emotional moments. There's growth moments from churches. There's we love when it grows. being a dad. There's just so many good moments here. And that's why I gave it four and a half Cheerios. Well, I am going to give it. Yeah, my gut really is to give this episode a three and a half because it's not an episode that I ever gravitate towards. Does it have like two songs that I really like? Yes, I think. Papa, can you hear me? And um, I want to hold your hand or both like 
great songs. But like it also came right after Britney slash Britney, which is, in my opinion, is a great episode, which is like it's kind of hard to when you're binge watching it, it's hard to like do all that, you know? It's I okay. Your your rating scale, as I'm learning, is very performance based, right? Like you're looking for iconic moments. You're looking Would for. Would you love that candy. I know an iconic moment? <laughs> I I'm just looking for full on vibes and you know character <laughs> moments. Hey, that you said full on vibes. Um, I'm sorry. I I mean I think that there's great character development too. I just. You're looking for performances. Not solely. I, I think, but I think that speaks to our differences. Not our differences, me and you, but our differences, Gleek versus first time viewer. Right. You're looking for performances, moments that you remember. Uh, I forgot this happened. And I'm looking for like, kind of like critical first take, like where are we going? Right. How does this feel? Who are these people? Why do I care? Right. So I think that gets to the heart of this show and why we argue passionately as we do We've never argued. No, never once. But we have we have very particular opinions of what we're looking for, uh, you know, on this show. So, yeah, I think that's a that's a good that's a good highlight, a good uh, stopping point when it comes to ratings and otherwise. What's next? What do we do next? Our favorite songs? Yeah. What's what is your favorite song from this episode? There are several. We have one of us. Troubled Water. Losing My Religion. We got Papa. Can you hear me? We also have I Want to Hold Your Hand. We got... Only the Good Die Young. Only the Good Die Young. And we also got uh, that one song that Mercedes does. Uh, I Look Bridge to You by Trouble. Whitney Houston. I Look to You. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you said. I think, for the first time ever, I am going to give it, just because it's a focal vocal, it's... I don't. I love the casting. I love the him. moment. Oh. I, <laughs> he's cuter this episode. Whatever it is. I think... That um, I want to hold your hand is probably something that I won't forget about this episode. I want to hold your hand. I want to hold your hand. I want to hold your hand. My favorite song is, as I said earlier in this podcast, the best song i think rachel has done so far which is papa can you hear me it's just like the number one the way that they mixed it is really good i think that that's like probably some of the best parts because when it's like when she crescendos and when you're listening to it with airpods in hopefully that's what you're doing right now when you're listening to our podcast your airpods are in and you're about to hear a clip from it it just it literally sounds like it's surrounding you like it is a beautiful piece and i think that it is something that everyone should listen to every day i might have listened to it 17 times today i don't know i actually listened to it for a whole hour And then I played What's Madison Beer's new album, and then I went back to that song. Tell me about Madison Beer. I tried, and I'm like, do I care? I never really cared. My friend was like, you have to listen to her new album. So I listened to her new album, and it was actually like, I, it was my first time listening to it today, and I kind of enjoyed it. The right. upbeat songs are like kind of boppy, and the slow songs make you want to cry. Perfect. They're like, I mean, what more of an album can you ask for? Truly. You know we like to cry on this oh, show. I love a good shower cry. Uh <laughs> 
You love. I love a shower cry. You love crying in the car. I think that's it. There you go. You've encapsulated our personalities. Well, is it time for predictions? It is. So this episode, you get one point. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> because Thank Michael you. Malley did return, and he did cause a spark of religion because you know he almost died. Uh, Brittany never sang Kesha. She said she would. She lied. And the focal vocal was for Kurt and not Mercedes. I think that was a close call, but I get it. So. Clothes only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. And the next episode. Right. As my calculus teacher who told me as I complained about getting an A minus, Zach, if ifs were biffs, we'd all be drunk. What's a biff? I have no idea. To this day. Uh, The next episode is titled Duets. Okay. That's fun. D-U-E-T-S. What? As in D-U-E-T-S. No special... Yeah, and we've actually had some good Sounds. duets this show. You know, we had my favorite, obviously, A House Is Not A Home and One Let's Build Answer with April Rhodes and Will Schuster. Faithfully was a duet. You know, we've got good duets here. So where's it going? That's for Zach to predict. Where's it going? Well, number one. So Sam has a broken arm, which, as you indicated, means he's probably off the team. And I would say you're probably right. I believe that he will perform a duet... <laughs> With someone. (laughs) There you go. Now, uh, he will perform a duet randomly, which is what leads him to being on the team, on the squad, on the New Directions. Number two, Artie was not a big focus this episode. I don't know that we saw him once, aside from ramming on the, you know, football field, on the gridiron, as they say. Sports. Oh, sorry. I'm supposed to drop. I'm getting that, that, that shake of head, which indicates be straighter on the gridiron. As they say, I dropped the, I played football and we never called it the gridiron, which is what the shaking of the head was for. Oh, gotcha. So Artie will have a duet with Tina, even though they're broken up. This will be a catalyst for bringing them back together. Maybe not this episode, but soon. Number three, if Will does not do a duet, then we know this show is over because Will loves to fucking break out some goddamn singing Whenever he gets a chance and he didn't do this episode. So Will is back on the docket. He's going to have a duet. I'm going all duets. I'm going all in. And he's going to have a duet with Sue. Cause I love when Sue sings and I'm just hoping to put it out in the universe. Let me guess. Those are terrible predictions. Those are predictions. I will say like the times that you've done the best uh-huh. is when you were the most broad. I know. Because, like, let me recap what you could have said, which was just, like, Sam performs a duet. But instead you added randomly, which leads to him joining the new direction. I just think it's it's less fun if I just get answers correct all the time. Right. I mean, I would just like you to get one answer correct. I know. But I, I want to play the game. I want to be like, I want to just get to that episode where I get all of them with obscure things. And you're like, holy shit, you nailed it. And I'm like, I know. But until then, it'll be like, holy shit, you got zero points. And I'll be like, I know, but I was close, (laughs) you know, every time. Yeah, but I will say that you're not allowed to talk shit about this show being predictable if you cannot predict this show. (laughs) That's true. I don't know. I just it's yeah, I just want to I want to it's my take on being a writer for this show. You know, there you go. All right. Well, this has been an episode, another long one from what my time shows here getting to contribute. Yanni boy. No, I think it's been fun. It's been a good time. Um, it's been a good time. This has been a good episode. I think there's a lot of content here. Yeah, there's a lot of arguing that happens. Um, there was one segment of arguing, which is the nature of this show. We have never argued before. Not oh, once God. in our in our in our almost year. 
are over a year of being friends. I'm curious to see where things go. This has been a nice duet of ourselves. It's always a duet of ourselves. <laughs> We've got Chappelle Roan next episode. Chappelle Roan. Yes. I'm so excited to have her on the pod. Um, Stick around for our unpromised or promised. I don't know if we can maybe maybe deliver. Maybe not. I mean, we're Kristen Chenoweth approved. Like she has to know that, right? Yeah. I mean, I think you, I think it's next week is your turn to verse stop and maybe you play a song by her and there you go. We were correct. We didn't lie. <laughs> I um, love Chappelle, but, or chapel, who knows, but I already have one in mind next week and it's not her. Wow. All right. Well, way to throw off that. Well, awesome and it's mainly because she, I need Chappelle. I know you're listening. I'm ready for at least an EP. Give it to us. Yeah. Give the people what they want. That's all we're asking for. All I ask by Adele. That's what I'm talking about here. Sure. Well, take us to close. Just like Carly Ray Jepsen's out. cut to the feeling. I'm going to cut to the end of this. Um, thank you so much for joining us. As I said in the last one, if by the end of March we get to 20, 20, 25 stars on the Apple podcast app, we'll do something, some sort of giveaway because y'all aren't rating us, which makes me want to fight all of you, but I won't because at least 13 of you <laughs> rated us. Wow. Uh, yeah. I have no demands. I have no list of demands other than, you know, go pray if you want to and don't go pray if you don't want and to. And as already said, you can dance if you want to. You can leave your man behind because if your friend don't dance and if they don't dance, well, they're no friend of mine. And I will um, see you next time. You no longer missed it. We just told you. And that's what you missed on Glee. Da, 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 da.